సమస్తజనకళ్యాణేరతం కరుణామయం నమామి చిన్మయం దేవం సద్గురుం బ్రహ్మవిద్వరం మనోజవం మారుతతుల్యవేగం జితేంద్రియం బుద్ధిమతాంబరిష్టం వాతాత్మజంబానరయూతముఖ్యం శ్రీరామదూతం శిరసా నమామి సంతోషిణీ జగన్మాత మమ సౌభాగ్యవృద్ధే నమస్కరోమి భక్త్యాం ప్రసన్నవరదాభవరం శంకరాచార్యం కేశవం బాధరాయణం సూత్రభాష్యకృతౌ వందే భగవందౌ పునః నమ ప్రణవాయ శుద్ధజ్ఞానైకమూర్తే నిర్మలాయ ప్రశాంతాయ దక్షిణామూర్తే నమ మూకం కరోతి వాచాలం పంకం లంఘయతే గిరిం యత్కృపాతమహం వందే పరమానందమాధవం సచ్చిదానందరూపాయ విశ్వోత్పత్యాదిహేతవే తాపత్రయ వినాశాయ శ్రీకృష్ణాయ వయం నుమ కర్ణేన వేళాకుల 
Now what kind of sarovara it was? Amalam, pure, complete, perfect. Why it is pure? Because it is born of words of Veda Vyasa. His antakkarana was very pure. He is the seer of truth, mantra, drashta. Whatever they do is for the welfare of the society. Now, <coughs> Lotus Mahabharata has come from the water of words. This water of words spring forth from Vedavyasa's son, I mean son of Parashara. Also this word lotus is as clean as the lotus in the pot. Now, <coughs> lotus, another name is called Pankaja. <coughs> Pankaj means dirty, kichat. Kovolte Pankaj. Panka. Pank means kichat. Ja means born of. So that which is born of dirt is called Pankaja. Even though it is born of dirt, but it is clean and pure and beautiful. And Gita Artha Gandhotkadam, Gita plus Artha plus Gandha plus Utkadam. Artha means meaning, Gandha means fragrance, Utkadam means intense. <coughs> In the flower, most important thing is fragrance. Unlike American flowers, you know, there is no fragrance. It's only look nice, that's all, but no fragrance at all. Rose flowers, no fragrance. But in India you go, the rose flowers are so <coughs> beautiful and fragrant. <coughs> if Mahabharata is a lotus, then the Gita is a sweet fragrance. Gita Artha. <coughs> Teaching of Gita is Utkatam intense. The intense fragrance of this lotus flower is the teaching of Bhagavad Gita. <coughs> so the meaning is very silent. The words are loud. So when you chant Bhagavad Gita, it is loud. But the meaning that conveys is very silent. <coughs> the same way, the flower, <coughs> to look at it, it is visible, gross, but the fragrance is very silent. <coughs> so, <coughs> meaning of the Gita makes the whole Mahabharata wrapped with fragrance. The epic is the lotus that exudes the fragrance of the meaning of Gita. Nana Khyanaka Kesaram Harikata Sambodhana Bhoditam Nana Vini Akhyanaka Stories Kesaram The stems, so the flower stems are all <coughs> filled with as, as though there are many small stories within stories in Mahabharata. These stories are like the <coughs> rows of stems of the lotus, rows of petals in the lotus. 
ஹரிகதா சம்போதனா போதிதம் ஹரிகதா சம்போதனா ஆபோதிதம் ஸ்டோரிஸ் ஆஃப் ஹரி ஃபுல்லி ஓப்பன் பை ரவி ஹீலிங் ஸ்டோரிஸ் so the entire mahabharata the main thread is harikatha bhagavan katha if bhagavan krishna was not there mahabharata has no fragrance <laughs> the very beauty of mahabharata is bhagavat katha the story of bhagavan katha so <clears throat> Now when the lotus is big and beautiful and fragrant, then there will be bees that come and take the nectar of this lotus. Now who are the bees? Loke sajjana shatpadai rara pepiyamanam mudha. Loke in this world sajjana virtuous people. Shatpadaihi with six legs. Aharaha day after day, pepiyamanam, being released, mudha happily. <coughs> so the bees also got six foot. Is it enough for them? Yes. Suppose it is. Oh, she is not here. Thank you. Shatpadam. <clears throat> so the bees also got six foot. Same way human being as we are. We are also six footed. Five senses and one mind. So this is six footed. human being also enjoy this mahabharata stories like the bee goes and enjoy the honey in the lotus araha day after day <coughs> so virtuous people sajjana drinking relishing day after day these six legs honey bees like these six legs honey bees மகாபாரத <coughs> <coughs> The next verse is in praise of Lord Krishna again. Mukam karoti vajalam Pangam lengayate girim Yatkripatamaham vande ஸ்லோகா வசுதேவசுதம் தேவம் கம்சானூரமர்த்தனம் இத்தியாதி 
His, his grace alone will take us across the ocean of samsara. To that Krishna Aham Vande, I salute, I bow down to whom Paramananda Madhavam. So Madhava we saw, husband of Mahalakshmi, and Ma, Maya also, Tava, Lord. The Lord of Maya is also called Madhava. Ma stands for Maya. Paramanandam, Paramanandam, whose nature is supreme bliss. When you bow down with sincerity, what happens is told here. You gain Lord's grace. With His grace, that grace is so powerful, it makes mukam karoti vachalam. <coughs> Mukam, a mute person, become eloquent, talk at you, karoti, thus. So, mukam karoti vajalam. So, the Lord's grace, a mute will be able to talk. You can see the story of the Kalidasa. Kalidasa was uneducated, he didn't know anything. But with the grace of Devi, he was able to compose the most beautiful composition, like Shakundalam, Meghanath, etc., Meghsandesham, Meghanath, Meghsandesham, <coughs> So, Mukam Karoti Vacharam, Pankam Lankayate Girim. <coughs> with his grace, a Pangu, a lame person, Girim mountain, Lankayate crosses over. A lame person will be able to cross the mountain. You must have heard in the reports many times. <coughs> people who are <coughs> like uh, physically handicapped people, physically challenged people, climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> because of their sheer willpower, you see. That willpower is supported by Bhagavan's grace. So this Pangam Lankayate Girim Yat Kripa Tamaham Vande Paramananda Madhavam. The benefit here is, psychological benefit is, you feel better after pouring out in front of God. You feel there is someone whom you can rely on that God is omnipotent, omniscient, all-pervading Lord. With this you gain certain strength. This is drishtabalam, visible result. Then there is an unseen result of prayer, adrishtabalam, this is what we call grace. So prayer has got drishtabalam, drishta means immediate result. You feel mentally peaceful because you poured out all your problem on somebody. <laughs> you mentally, you become light. <clears throat> Adrishtabalam is Bhagavan's grace. <clears throat> okay, Pangam Lingayate Giram Yatkrupa Tamagam Mande Paramananda Now we 
ಶಿವರ್ ಸೀಯಿಂಗ್ ನಾವು ವ್ಯಾಸಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಈಸ್ ಶೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಹೌ ಅರ್ಜುನ ಈಸ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಥ್ರೂ ಇಂಟೆನ್ಸ್ ಸಂಸಾರ ಇನ್ ದ ಬ್ಯಾಟಲ್ ಫೀಲ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಿ ಸಾ ದಟ್ ದ ಸಂಸಾರ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ರೆಸಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ತ್ರೀ ಫೋಲ್ಡ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ಸ್ ಒನ್ ಈಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ರಾಘ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಅಟ್ಯಾಚ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಅನದರ್ ಈಸ್ ಶೋಕ ಸೋರೋ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದರ್ಡ್ ಒನ್ ಈಸ್ ಮೋಹ ಕಾನ್ಫ್ಲಿಕ್ಟ್ ಸೋ ರಾಘ ಶೋಕ ಮೋಹ ದೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ದ್ರೀ of these three attachment was shown before kripaya paraya vishtah vishidan nidama praveed arjuna experienced intense attachment towards his great grandsire pitamaha bhishma and his own teacher <coughs> who taught him the, from the rudiments of archery so <clears throat> when he thought especially when he thought of the possible loss of this people they were not lost but they imagined the loss of course he had attachment to this people even before but it was in the hidden form <clears throat> see sometime even though we have intense attachment to somebody it doesn't show only certain trying situation it shows up <clears throat> here also only in the battle field the hidden attachments are faced and once the attachment overpowers him then he experiences the immediate consequence namely sorrow and sorrow is directly proportionate to the intensity of attachment <coughs> since the attachment was intense the consequent grief was also intense and since it was so intense it started showing in his physical body also <coughs> his whole body was burning head was reeling hands could not hold his famous gandhiva and his legs were shaking and we saw this before kandivam samsade hasta tukcheva paridahyate here vasacharya shows how raga and shoka attachment and grief is leading him to conflict or moha now what is moha moha is dharma adharma aviveka that is called moha confusion between what is dharma proper and what is adharma improper contact <coughs> righteousness and unrighteousness when such confusion is there in the mind then whatever appears as dharma is taken for adharma 
and what is adharma appears to him dharma we know that in the battlefield arjuna as a kshatriya his duty is fighting the war therefore yuddham is dharma for arjuna but arjuna sees the very dharma yuddham is adharma this is conflict number 1 <laughs> and secondly a kshatriya should never run away from the battlefield running away from battlefield is shirking your duty it come under omission of duty and according to dharma shastra omission of duty will produce a special sin called pratyavaya dosha Bhagavan is going to talk about that in second chapter. Okay, what is Pratyavaya Dosha? I'll tell you. Pratyavaya Dosha means certain duties you are supposed to do on a daily basis. Suppose you have got Yetnyo Brahmavadesham, you are supposed to do Sandhyavadram every day. And if you don't do it, it's called omission. And for that there is a Dosha. And this Dosha is called Pratyavaya Dosha. and this pratyavaya dosha there is a special hell for it it seems and there are so many hells are there according to our shastra but thank god our hells are all temporary place okay they are not permanent there is no eternal hell <laughs> it is a correction place you get you go there you get corrected you come back <laughs> our gurudev used to say it is like a dobhi chal you know <laughs> bang 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 they will clean up the cloth and then return to you the same way this naraka also like that <clears throat> therefore running away from battlefields a papa karma producing pratyavaya but that arjuna is seeing as though it is a punya karma <laughs> therefore dharma yuddham he is seeing as adharma and adharma palanam running away he is seeing as though dharma <laughs> this problem is once the mind which is confused begins to overpower a person then it stifles the intellect <clears throat> its thinking its ability to see things clearly even an educated informed intellect is stifled by an emotional mind <laughs> and for an unfortunate thing is when the mind is so much overpowered with emotion the intellect cannot fight the problem <laughs> and when the intellect cannot fight it begins to support the mental weaknesses <laughs> because the rule is because you cannot fight the enemy then join the enemy <laughs> like the indian political parties you see <laughs> they cannot fight and win they join that <clears throat> <coughs> similarly when the mind has got some addictions and weaknesses and those are feeble then the intellect can fight 
that get over it but when that addiction has become so intense what does the intellect do instead of fighting it intellect will begin to justify the mental weaknesses such an intellect will start even quoting the scriptures <laughs> suppose that intellect is a well informed intellect exposed to teaching then it start quoting upanishad gita <laughs> shastras <coughs> like somebody who was indulging in some drink and smoke he was quoting bhagavad of shankaracharya yogarato va bhogarato va sangarato va sangavihina yasya brahmani ramate chittam nandati nandati nandateva what does it matter whether you are yogi or bhogi what is important is where your mind is <laughs> so these are all quotations you can get quote from anything is from our scriptures <coughs> A lazy person will say, why should I go to temple? A young man was sleeping and the mother woke him up, Beta, let us go to the temple, today is Sunday. And he doesn't want to get up, so he argues, is it not the Lord all pervasive? She said, yes. Then he should be in this room also, yes. If he is there in this room, he should be there in under my comforter also. <laughs> yes, then I can pray here lying down. Why should I get up and go to the temple? <laughs> so, in support of this, we can quote, when the intellect, <clears throat> the mind overpowers with emotion or weaknesses, the intellect justifies sometimes even quoting scriptures. Therefore, the intellect can easily fool us. <coughs> and Arjuna is befooled by his own intellect. You see, these are all highly psychological. This is the first chapter is very important to study. Because only then you will appreciate the teaching, Bhagavan's teaching. Because to whom <coughs> this Gita is addressed to, we should know. So therefore, now he talks about the evil of war. Even though the argument of Arjuna are wonderfully true, war will cause a lot of evil. But here the place in which Arjuna is talking about, that is not proper place. Because Arjuna is talking due to weakness of mind, Therefore, in these slokas, verse number 38 onwards, Arjuna is talking about evils of war. <coughs> What are they, he says, verse number 38. Yadhyapyetena pasyanti हे 
Krishna, the Kauravas do not see the evils of war. Kulakshaya Kritam Dosham, in many wars, the heads of the families will be killed because men go to war and when such men are killed, the heads of the family are killed. And when the heads of the family are killed, it is as good as destroying the families themselves. When the families are destroyed, the consequences are terrible. What are the consequences? Now Arjuna is portraying here Here he is just mentioning, he is going to detail it later also. He is just mentioning Kulakshayakritam Dosham means evil consequences as a result of destruction of families. Not only such evil consequences are there, Mitratru Heja Patakam, we are hurting our own Kittan kin. We are supposed to help our own friends, but in this case, we are destroying our friends, which are considered Mahapapa. <clears throat> Unfortunately, they are not seeing, these Kauravas are not seeing this, but thank God we are seeing clearly. <laughs> Arjuna says, I am able to see now clearly. Therefore, having seen the evil consequences, let us withdraw from the war. <coughs> After all, fight, any fight requires two. Unless two hands come together, it will not make noise. If I refuse to become the second one, there cannot be any fight. Therefore, let us retreat. This is Arjuna's argument, which he is going to build up in the following verses, which will go on up to verse 46. Here he portrays the evil of war in the form of Kulakshaya, mean destruction of families, which is the backbone of any society. Now, let us see, 39 verse. Katham natneya masma bihi Papadasmanivartitum Kulakshayakritam dosham Janardana Dosham Prabhasyatihi. We are about to clearly see the negative consequences. Duryodhanas are confused, but we have got a clear thinking now. And therefore, we can see the dosha. 
the evil caused by the destruction of families since we see the evil why can't we withdraw therefore asmat papat nivartitam katham natneyam why can't we think of withdrawing from such an evil action <coughs> here papa means this war which destroys families why should we have such false ego if other people criticize us it is their problem but we know what is right <laughs> see when such thing happen also what will people say i don't care <laughs> that also come what the emotion overpowers you you don't care for anything <clears throat> let us do that hey janardana is pleading to the lord because he is he is the charioteer he has to drive the chariot away so he has to plead with him therefore he is asking lord's help but lord krishna is not showing support or rejection if krishna has to reject he will have to give his arguments now the problem here is and if krishna has to give his argument arjuna must be in a position to receive the arguments unless the other person is in a receptive mood there is no use talking talking to a non receptive person is called vanarodhanam <laughs> vanarodhanam is crying in the forest who will listen nobody will listen half of the time in our families we talk to people who are not at all interested in listening <laughs> we keep talking therefore bhagwan is very intelligent even though he has so much to tell him but he keep quiet now now is not the right time to talk to arjuna <clears throat> arjuna is not open yet not only he is not open he wants to talk a lot to krishna <laughs> so he is in a talkative mood now so at that point of time you stop him and say he is not going to listen so this we have to learn in our day to day life also if husband is continuously talking <laughs> with little with all emotion and passion at that time you stop him and talk it doesn't work wait listen to him give a complete silent hearing now and then you nod indian style you know <laughs> like this then sometime like this also then he is with you when everything is exhausted then when he becomes calm down then talk you see it will be very effective this is what we have to learn at least if not anything else we learn this much we learn from bhagavad gita <laughs> bhagwan's treatment to arjuna is very psychological <laughs> continuing <clears throat> कुलक्षये प्रणश्यनाथनाथे कुल कृष्णमोत्युत 
Here Arjuna further explained the consequences of family destruction. So when there are no healthy families in a society, either <coughs> family life, no family life or broken families, what will be the consequences in society? Here Arjuna wants to say that without family life, dharma cannot grow. Religion can never grow. Culture will never grow. And spirituality is not possible. Whether it is religion or culture or spirituality, all these can grow only in a society where there are stable, surviving, long-lasting families. <coughs> in fact, we never understood the importance of family life because in India, family life was very, very strong. Even now, it is reasonably strong. I am saying reasonably means it is slowly going. Therefore, we never had this problem of family or broken family, etc. So, we never thought about the importance of, we took it for granted. But now only <coughs> families are breaking down in many cultures. Even in India also, the families are breaking down. Therefore, gradually we are beginning to understand the adverse consequences of, of breaking the family. A lot of research is going on, analyzing a lot of sociological problems, youth problems, crimes, drugs, and all these are now analyzed. And after analysis, and even statistical studies, they have come to recognize that 90% of youth problem is only because they did not have a stable family, family background. And therefore our scriptures give a lot of importance to healthy family life. If an industry has to grow very well, you know, it should have an ideal infrastructure where different departments are functioning in harmony, where there is no, <coughs> there is understanding and where people are working as a team. Only when there is such an infrastructure, material growth is possible. <coughs> Similarly, a nation has to progress and grow, a stable government is required. This we have learned in a hard way. Where there is no cohesiveness or harmony, then what happened? Most of the time, the government is striving for their survival. Nobody has time to think of the progress of the nation. They are worried about themselves, how to keep the position going. 
how to the body that there is some what government is that when there so many party join together and uh, rule the country <laughs> that can then what happen it is always a struggle to keep them going so the whole energy is spent on keep them going no time to think about the progress of the nation <laughs> therefore <clears throat> a good infrastructure is required for industrial growth a good stable government is required for rational growth so too a stable family is required for cultural growth dharmic growth religious growth and spiritual growth <coughs> such values and culture alone we call it as kula dharma arjuna says without stable family kula dharmas will perish therefore he says kulakshaye pranashyanti when the families are destroyed kula dharma cultural and ethical and religious values which has been coming down from anadi veda parampara will all be destroyed when the dharma is destroyed or lost and consequently when families are destroyed the immediate effect will be adharma abhibhavati <coughs> means a life in which importance is given to only artha kama wealth and pleasure adharma means a life where only importance is given to material value now think about money becomes the most important thing in life pleasure become the most important thing in life and for the sake of money and pleasure all the values are given up somehow make money that's it how you make money is not important that you have money is important <laughs> so such a materialistic lifestyle is called adharma such a materialist lifestyle will overpower all the values therefore adharma abhibhavati uta iti <coughs> continuing <coughs> ಅಧರ್ಮಾಭಿಭಾಷ್ಯುಷ್ಟಾಸು ಜಾಯಸಂಕರ why do we say stable family is important for cultural growth these are all very fundamental thing that we should know most of the time we are in a hurry we have a busy life we don't sit and think about this we say stable family is important because a cultural personality has to be formed 
in a human being at his very early life. A healthy personality has to be formed in an early life. Just as a healthy body has to be formed in a very early life, same way <coughs> a healthy personality also has to start, a moral, ethical personality also has to start from the early age. Let us say, for example, a child has malnutritious. In the first five to ten years, afterwards, even if the best food is given, it is not going to be any great health. Because the first ten years, the boy has formed already a physical personality. <coughs> the same way, healthy psychological personality has to be developed if it has to be done at a early stage. And this is possible only when a child grows in a healthy and steady family. A lot of study <coughs> has gone into this topic, especially here in the West. They have studied a lot for the development of mind, the importance of a steady family, stable family. So when a child is growing, it does not have the capacity to discriminate and to judge what is valuable and not valuable, what is important, not important. Child doesn't know. Since the child cannot discriminate, the child will always look up to the parents to imitate. Therefore, for the child, parents are like God. They are omniscient, omnipotent. And hence the child values things <coughs> based upon the values of the mother and father. Now, while the child is developing values from the parents, what type of respect the child develops for himself or itself is very important. What type of self-image the child developed for himself? What type of self-worth that he carry himself is very important also. The child does not have any idea about itself. This is parenting, okay? <laughs> Without knowing how to parent, you all became parents. See? <laughs> Nowadays there are so many workshops are all going on, parenting in the western atmosphere. <coughs> but that type of parenting also is a problem, because they will interview you and find out how do you react to this, how do you react to that, and they will make a note and then they categorize you. <laughs> you are this type of parent, they are this type of parent, they will give you a tag. <laughs> That is dangerous, more dangerous. <laughs> then you start behaving like that or you start feeling miserable. <laughs> then with that you carry, we go back home and the child life becomes miserable. <laughs> so the child does not have any idea about itself. <clears throat> Whether the child is brilliant or mediocre, child does not have any opinion. 
the child develops an opinion based upon the parents opinion of the child therefore the psychologists say that if the parents respect the child treat the child as a vip the most important person in the family <laughs> and the whole life of a mother is centered on the child and whatever the child asks is given our scriptures say rajavat panchavarshani so up to 5 years you have to treat the child like raja a prince lalaye panchavarshani deshavarshani taadaye it is so after 5 years another 10 years you should beat him taadaye mean beat no not taadaye that means not beating him discipline him that is idea <coughs> teach him educate him <coughs> so <coughs> in 5 years the child develops self opinion and once that self opinion is formed it can never be erased and suppose the parents treat the child like a prince the child begins to develop a beautiful self image a beautiful self worth and that is self respect and self confidence and if the child has not developed that self worth self image and self confidence within those few years child is going to condemn himself going to develop inferiority complex and such a child of self dividend can never achieve anything in life materially live in own spiritual world he will say how can i get it he will not be an accomplishing child now how did he develop that it is the value the parents have given <coughs> I remember once a child, one mother was calling her child, "Hey, pagle, hey, pagle," <laughs> and slowly, slowly, that child became pagle. <laughs> pagle means mad, I know. That's why in English they say, "Be an angel, bring this," and all that. They say, "No, it's a nice way of telling." <laughs> Therefore, a healthy mind is the one which has self-respect. and self image now this plot is going to talk about in sixth chapter uddhareda atmanatmanam atmanam avasadeet atmaiva khyatmano bandhu atmaiva riburatmana once you condemn yourself then no one can help you even if the lord comes and tells you you can got get moksha in this life you will argue with him bhagwan you have no idea about me <laughs> you are mistaken let 100 gurus come and tell you you can grow spiritually you will sympathize with the guru saying guru i think you are very optimistic <laughs> i don't think it is possible if you don't have confidence no god can help no guru can guide you 
therefore the most important grace is atma kripa so guru ishwara shastra kripa are secondary first one is atma kripa means self confidence self confidence is mark paramatma is in me that confidence all these graces become most important only when atma kripa is there now what is that i can take charge of myself and my life and i can accomplish what i want this confidence this self respect and image this is called personality integration we have a mind and intellect which constitute the personality right now they are split what the mind say intellect doesn't obey what the intellect say mind doesn't obey say harmony has to be brought in <clears throat> only then progress is possible even material progress is possible <clears throat> now this self respect and image has to come within few years that is possible only when there is a stable family a healthy parents who loves and respect the child therefore the stable family life is very important to have psychologically healthy citizens in the society <coughs> this is argument of arjuna okay is very important so even though <laughs> he was seeing adharma in dharma dharma in adharma but whatever he spoke is true but out of context it is all <laughs> most of the crimes drug addictions are developed because of low self image when we say a good self image is required they call it as ego nourishment <laughs> so ego nourishment is very important it is not arrogance only a nourished ego can grow only a grown ego can get ripen only when it is ripen then it can drop into moksha see a ripened fruit alone can get dropped isn't it from the tree same way a ripened ego alone can be dropped <coughs> therefore we cannot remove the ego without nourishing it that is self respect and then the second important <coughs> important point family is this cultural values have to be imbibed very early stages of life if i have to give cultural values to the very young babies naturally verbal communications are not available <coughs> how can i teach cultural values to 
a six-month or one-year-old child. I can never communicate verbally. So then, what is the solution? Only one way is the child learn through imitation. Child imitate the parents blindly, just by observing them. Every word the parents say, the child repeats. Suppose the husband called wife donkey, the child hears that and the child repeats donkey, donkey. And the Swami goes innocently visiting the house and at the most appropriate time the child calls the Swami donkey. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why it was given? to the child. <coughs> Therefore, every word, every thought of the mother, even during pregnancy, influences the child. See the responsibility of bringing up a child, it's not easy. It is now scientifically proved also. And how the mother welcomes the child also, very important. And at the moment it, the child is conceived, the very thought that welcome is my child. It is a glory. The Lord has come to my house. That kind of a welcoming thought, even during pregnancy, influences the child. That's why we have rituals like Pumsavanam, Simantam, etc. In all these, the whole family welcomes the child with love. Therefore, during pregnancy, the thought entertained by the mother influences the child. And after birth, every word spoken by the parents influences the child. That means cultural values are taught by the parents only by serving as a model. Mother become the first model for the child. The father is next and thereafter guru and then only devam, God. Mata, pita, guru, devam. If mother does not serve as an ideal model, then what will happen? The child will look around for TV models <laughs> and movie models. It will take some other model. <laughs> it is said, where music is not sung, but music is done, it is not music. All right. This one is all.
Now that remembers me a joke, remember a joke, let me tell you. See, a child was taken to an orchestra and the child staying there for some time asked, Mommy, why is this person threatening all these people with a stick? Conductor, no, he is. <laughs> the child's observation. Mother said, honey, it is not threatening, but he is conducting the show. And the baby asked, if he is not threatening, why is that lady screaming? <laughs> <laughs> the child could not make out, it was singing or screaming, you see. It's a fine line. So, our point here is, the parents have to serve as a model. That also consistently for a length of time. Which means a stable family Imagine a father bring every other year a new wife or a mother every other year a new husband. The child is confused which model to be followed. Father and mother has to be together. Just living under one roof is not enough. They should have trust and a bond of love for each other. <clears throat> See, the house is not built by brick by brick, right? Brick alone will not make the house. But the bricks are held together by cement. So also a few members cannot make a family. <laughs> But these members should have trust and understanding and a bond of love. <clears throat> Both should have understanding. So, understanding in the sense, if mother gives an advice to the child, the father should not condemn it. In front of the child, he should not contradict the mother in front of the child. If you don't agree with her, you go to the room, talk it out and convince, convince her and then she come back and she herself will correct it. Not the father goes and correct it. No, father himself has to go. And correction by whom it was made. In front of the child, never contradict. Therefore, the second important point is the child learn from parents by observation. And for observation, parents are model. They have to show the child they love each other. 
sometimes even demonstrating also, demonstration also. Therefore Arjuna says, among the parents also who are most important for the child, mother is very important because mother is more intimate to the child. Therefore he says, when the men are destroyed, then the women become corrupt and such mothers will produce valueless children. Then a time comes, all values are totally destroyed. Lakshaye pranasyanti kula dharma sanatanaha dharme nashte kulam krishnam adharmo vibhavatyuta. That is adharma adharma vibhavat krishna pradasyanti kula striya strishu dushtasu dvashneya jayate varnasankarha. Therefore, Arjuna says, Atharma Vibhavat Krishna Pradushyanti Kulastriyaha. When the families are destroyed, the girl child gets spoiled, and when a girl, girl child is spoiled, she becomes a bad mother. She doesn't have any value to hand over to the child. An unhealthy mother, <clears throat> then what will happen? Once the women become corrupt, that is the destruction of the society. Here Arjuna is addressing Krishna as Varshneya <clears throat> because, O oh Krishna, you are born in a noble family. Vrishni Kula Samutputaha Vashneya. So you know the importance of being born in a noble family. Therefore, Jayate Varnasankaraha. There will be utter confusion about Varnasrama Dharma. What is Varnasrama Dharma? This topic will come in the fourth chapter. Bhagavan is going to talk about Chadvarnimaya system, Kunakarma Vibhasak Vibhagasha, Tasikartarama Pima Vidyakartarama Vim. That was in the fourth chapter at that time. We will elaborately discuss that if all of you continue to come. Okay. <laughs> that I have to say. But I will tell you briefly an outline. <clears throat> what is Varnashrama Dharma? Especially Varna. Ashrama is Brahmacharya, Krasta, Vanaprasta, Sanyasa. So Brahmacharya Ashrama is student's life. Then Grahastha Ashrama is a married life, householder's life. Then Varaprastha is a retired life. 
then sannyasa is total renunciation. Sannyasa is called moksha. So if a man's life is hundred years calculated, twenty-five years student's life, twenty-five years family life, it is that when you see your grandchild, you should retire. आजकल तो रिटायर ही नहीं होता है भाई चलते रहते हैं क्या रिटायर होंगे क्या करें इवन आफ्टर रिटायरमेंट दे लुक फॉर सम पार्ट टाइम जॉब क्या दे डोंट नो व्हाट टू डू विद देयर टाइम सो आवर ऋषिज हैव टोल्ड दैट रिटायर्ड लाइफ यू शुड स्पेंड मोर साधना मेडिटेशन एंड स्टडी द स्क्रिप्चर सत्संग devote your time for attaining moksha get out of this cycle of samsara but when the mind become matured takes nyas this is called ashrama dharma now varna means <coughs> varna dharma shastra prescribes certain duties according to their class brahmanas have certain cultural duties kshatriyas have got political duties vaishyas have economic duties shudras have supporting the other three that is their duties all these duties are extremely important for the growth of a society all of them should be there in any society it is not just only in indian society brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudras are there in every society brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudras are there brahmanas are called thinker class scientist research scholars are they not in this society kshatriyas called politician are they not politician in this country? then <coughs> vaishyas are called business class business is the main thing in this country then shudras are called labor class so you may have everything you may have a thinking ability you have leadership qualities you have money but still things will not move unless somebody physically work so somebody has to be there to physically execute the job that is the job of the labor class so all the four classes are important for the society so this is there in every society without that no society can function now all these duties are extremely important for the growth of a society cultural duties are important without culture a nation will collapse culture is like a subtle body sukshma sharira civilization is like gross body sthula sharira and therefore cultural duties are very important then political duties are important and so too economic duties 
Of course, the supporting system is also very important. Now, Veda says everyone should take to one of the duties, either based on birth or based on character. Now, imagine a situation when a society values only money. That money is valued then everybody choose profession based on not by birth or character, but based on which profession, which profession will bring maximum money. That's why you saw sometime before everybody, all parents want their children to be doctor. Now, but that doctor fad is over now. Now, what is that? Some other. Lawyer, then it became lawyer. And lawyer also gone now. Now what is that? Some other engineering, some robotic engineering, something that has come now. That has become very, that has got much hope now. <clears throat> our children should get good job. That is our idea. Means what? Minimum work, maximum salary. <laughs> that is a good job means. Once a society is materialistic, then every member of the society will be after money. And a particular class who are dedicated to cultural costs, for that profession, nobody will come. Olden days, we had a lot of people, brahmanas, learning Vedas, performing rituals, havan homams. But now, even the priest children are not learning Vedas. It is so unfortunate they are going to college, university. They have forgotten study of our scriptures because that doesn't give them a lucrative job. Learning the scriptures, learning the Dharma Shastra, not only learning, following and propagating the Dharma Shastra, these are the duty of a Brahmana. They should learn, follow and teach. This is the profession of Brahmana. Now let's say Satyam Vada is to be practiced first and then only he can teach others. We require such teachers in any society. Varna Sankara means everybody will take every other profession. But nobody will come forward to study and teach our scriptures. Now you see all the Brahmins are taking up Kshatriya duties, political career international politics. Our children are also taking those top subjects now, international politics. Now you see all the Brahmins are taking up Kshatriya duties or they do business or take up serving. Uh, India and you can say Tamil, Tamil, Malayama, Brahmanarkal, Shapudam, Salam. 
బ్రాహ్మణా హోటల్ బ్రాహ్మణా రెస్టారెంట్ బ్రాహ్మణాస్ బికమ్ రెస్టారెంట్ పీపుల్ బిజినెస్ గెట్ అన్ ఎంప్లాయ్మెంట్ అండి ఎనీ ఎంప్లాయీస్ కాల్ శుద్రా శుద్రా మీన్స్ నో దే ఆర్ వెయిటింగ్ ఫర్ సంబడి టు టెల్ దెమ్ వాట్ టు డూ దాట్ ఈస్ కాల్ శుద్రా యూ మే బీ ఎ పిహెచ్డి గాయ్ బట్ ఇఫ్ యూ ఎక్స్పెక్ట్ సంబడి టు టెల్ యూ వాట్ టు డూ యు ఆర్ ఎ శుద్రా దస్ కల్చరలీ వీ గో డౌన్ దెర్ బి నో వన్ టు ప్రిజర్వ్ అండ్ ప్రొపగేట్ కల్చర్ once religious culture is gone you will get a society which has got a cutthroat philosophy <laughs> eat drink and make money this is called charvaka philosophy yavat jeeve sukham jeevet ranam krutva kadam pibet vasmi bhudasya dehasya punarayatanam kutaha this is their philosophy యావత్ జీవే సుఖం జీవే దిస్ లాంగ్ యాజ్ యూ లివ్ లివ్ హ్యాపీలీ బట్ వాట్ అబౌట్ మనీ రుణం కృత్వాగ్రతం పివే బోరో మనీ దట్ ఈస్ ద ఫిలాసఫీ హియర్ ఆల్సో రైట్ బోరో మనీ అండ్ ఎంజాయ్ లైఫ్ రుతం పిపే రుతం మీన్స్ గీ సో ఓల్డెన్ డేస్ డ్రింకింగ్ గీ ఈస్ కన్సిడర్డ్ ఎంజాయ్మెంట్ ఓకే నాట్ నా కొలెస్ట్రాల్ బట్ దోస్ డేస్ రుణం కృత్వాగ్రతం పివే but suppose you borrow money they will come and ask you are you not not returning you will not incur sin asmi bodhasya dehasya punarayadanam bodha once the body become ashes who is going to come back why are you worried about it megadaye <laughs> so this is called materialistic philosophy now you may think that their argument is not that strong i tell you if you listen to them you will nod your head also they say what is punya papam <coughs> punya means what happiness papam means what unhappiness isn't it now borrow money from the bank and spending is it not happiness yes returning it is it happiness sorrow so don't do sorrowful things <laughs> do only happy things so borrow money and enjoy it and if you cannot get this place nobody gives you go to another place and start borrowing so this is the philosophy of charvaga why because their thinking is only enjoyment the artha kama therefore arjuna says all these things will happen when families become unstable families become unstable because what war this war is the one that makes the families get destroyed and what we should do abolish war therefore drive the chariot away from the battlefield <laughs> let us return right about time this is the argument of arjuna <laughs> Arjuna is not stopping here. <clears throat> Arna Sankaraha. Sankaro naragayeva kulaknanam kulasicha patantipitaro hyesham lupta pindodaga kriyaha. 
So this is also a very important point. Lupta Pindodaga Kriyaha. So this Shrartha uh, Karma, etc. So Pitra is that we do. So that also get totally abolished. <laughs> and you will get Pitra Shabam Vidyadi. So we shall see that tomorrow. We will talk about it. That is also a very important point. So today we saw Varna Sankara and Lagnaha Uladharma <coughs> Ityadi. Tomorrow we will see the Lupta Pindodaga Kriya, Sartha Karma Ityadi. We will see why one should do Sartha Karma, what is the significance, why we should do it etc. will be discussed. Tomorrow is the last day, so there is a, I hope you all got an envelope. So it is written there, you write down your name, address, and this is called Guru Dakshina. Guru Dakshina is not a donation. Donation is something different. You appreciate the cause of the institution, you donate for the cause. But here it is, Guru Darshana is that you have listened to the teaching and as a gratitude to the teacher or the teaching, the knowledge that you received, you acknowledge that by giving Dakshina. So, this Dakshina is the one that keeps the parampara going. So, we have a tradition of teaching. This knowledge has come from our masters and these masters have given us this knowledge. The knowledge is free. But in order to communicate that knowledge, you need a facility. That facility doesn't come free. So olden days under a tree they were sitting and teaching. So there was no kind of overhead there. <laughs> there was no need of overhead. There is no the heated hall and there is no speaker system. Nothing was there. So there the Guru came, Guru Shishya came, Guru taught and he went away. Even then the Shishya used to give Guru Darshana. <laughs> So, Acharyaya Priyandana Mahartya Prajadandumma Vavachetsi. So, as a token of appreciation, this Guru Dakshina is given. So, it is your joy that you have heard, you have enjoyed, you have learned, you have benefited. So, that is expressed in the form of Dakshina. So, you can Write your address so that email also so that we can communicate to you. Our next Yetnya will be in March, second week. So that will be the second chapter. Tomorrow I will complete this chapter. So the second chapter I will not be able to do in one week time. Because it is a very long chapter. We will have to do two times. So at least for verse 45 or 44 I will be able to do the rest of it and do the next session. 
So in this way we will be able to complete every month one one <coughs> session you will be able to get one chapter in the second chapter half chapter you will get. But third chapter onwards you will be able to complete one one week. So this is a program and we will announce it again. <coughs> I hope you will send the email. If we have email then it will be easier for us to communicate with you. And while writing the email please write clearly, okay? Otherwise, by the time you write the email I don't know what happened to your handwriting. Something happens, nobody can read. Doctors be careful, okay? Thank you.